Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon. And Ken Miller to talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending some of your morning uh, here with us on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. This is uh, what we got laid out uh, here today. Uh, bottom of the first hour of the program, our only guest in hour number one, Derek Duke from Heartland College Sports. We'll take a look at the final weekend of the regular season from a Big 12, well, for everybody's perspective, but it, uh, Derek Duke covers the Big 12. So a lot on TCU uh, and Iowa State, as well as a couple of the other games as we get set uh, to watch that, and then the Big 12 championship game uh, coming up next weekend. So Derek Duke will join us here uh, toward the bottom of the hour. Our number two, David Kaplan, uh, is in Florida, but uh, he's going to join us at 12.05. We'll catch up with Cappy. Uh, Chicago sports in the spotlight with Cappy coming up here at 12.05. And then at uh, 12.30 or thereabouts, Stephen M. Simple from On3 Media will preview Nebraska and Iowa uh, Sip will have just left the coaches and players press conferences uh, that were happening, or in fact are happening right now, so we'll get the very latest on kind of the mood around the Nebraska program as they get set to come over uh, and take on the Hawks. Big game for Iowa, obviously, with a chance to punch their ticket to Indianapolis and a chance for Nebraska to spoil that party, which is all they have left to play for and yet another disappointing season for those Huskers. Trent Conn, it's good to be back in studio. Not that it wasn't fun yesterday at the mm-hmm. cake stand. It was, but I can hear myself think. That's a good thing. Which yesterday was um, anything but a given. My God, what an incredible turnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the passion that those people had uh, for their country and for the game. Uh, and it is the the world's game, is what they call it. Um, the game of soccer. Man, oh man, it was um, it was been bizarre yesterday watching it as we uh have talked about before we are soccer fans every four years we enjoy the sport me a little bit more than you because yeah. i'll watch more so but yeah it's u.s national team if there's you know a big qualifier if they're taking on mexico and there's not much else going on i'll flip it on but mm-hmm. that's about it for me but for me it was the women's game more so yeah. than the men because the men they don't <laughs> right. get there very often right and missed it the last world cup but that environment being there yesterday and after the u.s scored the goal to make it one nil it was so cool i mean i was just smiling the yeah. Yeah, yeah and if you're looking for something friday it'll be banged out again oh but my gosh think of what you got you got of course U.S. against England at 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. leading right into the Iowa-Nebraska game. You're looking to maybe get away from the family for a little bit, looking for something fun to do on Black Friday, got the day off. Or you were in line at 6 a.m. and you <laughs> yes. you built out your Goodwill bank account and you want to drain a little of it in the afternoon. What a perfect opportunity. It, it was a really, really fun spot yesterday. So I would uh, I would give two enthusiastic thumbs up if you're looking for, for something to do on your Black Friday and looking to get out a little bit of the house. That would definitely be the place to be because, I mean, we start the show at 11 o'clock yesterday. They open the doors right at 11, and people are already it's starting to pile in. in. There was a line to get in. Yeah. I was blown away. Big-time soccer place. No, yeah. the, the cake stand is a big uh, soccer bar. No doubt about that. Uh, they also, I think they're at Iowa State Bar, too, are they not? I think they used to be anyways. Uh, had game watches um, uh, at the cake stand. But we know it's a soccer bar, and, and as you mentioned, Friday's going to just be, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, it won't be easy for the Americans. Uh, who did you think? Maybe you know. I thought Wales might have been the better team on the pitch yesterday. Well, the first 
10 minutes of the match, it was, it was all U.S. It was. They just yep. dominated yep. And, and had control and looked like, all right. Mm-hmm. The U.S. didn't play very well. I'm, I'm with you. They did not play well in that. They only had one shot on goal. Right. That says a lot it right like there. It looked like they were trying to hang on. Yes. Oh, no doubt about it. And there were so many opportunities. Just some sloppy play I, I was surprised by. It's a young team. The future is very good. That's one thing as I've been doing prepping. Look at us flaunting oh, yeah, World and, Cup soccer knowledge here. Now, <laughs> how many times have we heard this? You just wait, though. You know, the, the next tier is coming. So we got this group, and we've been kind of hearing about this group that is starting to grow up and getting a lot of them their first World Cup opportunity. But the 16U, 15U team, mm-hmm. 17U, uh, you just wait. I've, I've been mm-hmm. hearing that a lot also Well, what this was week. the 16-year-old kid who played in, ended up playing a team in Washington? Freddie Adu? Freddie Adu. Good. Yeah. Nice pull on you. Freddie Adu. Whatever that happened to him? Didn't work. Yeah. Didn't click. Because he was the guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But... Just didn't happen. That is what the talk is, and then you get into the conversation. Well, if our best athletes actually played soccer, uh, sure. Well, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> they play basketball yeah, and, and football, football and, and a lot baseball. Of other not many of us play baseball. Wish there was more of you, but certainly football and basketball. No, no, no doubt about that. It was fun. It was, it was. good. It was a good watch yesterday. Uh, boy, Bale just overpowered the mm. American goalie with that penalty kick. And, and oh, by the way. I mean, it was the right call. Yes, it was. I know the guy, the defender, that was, no, 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 I didn't do No, no, don't do that. <laughs> that ref stunk. He was heading out yellow yeah, cards nonstop you know, and, early, and he, he seemed to... Um, he was overwhelmed. He was, and there was a play where I don't remember which one of the, the Wales team was taken down, and there was a you know a whistle right away, and it happened later on uh, to an American player, and, you know, play on, <laughs> play on. So it was a little bit inconsistent, but uh-huh. um, I, I just, uh, the, the Wales, when the, when the American keeper made that, off that head ball, just in, in the uh, uh, in the box. I mean, an incredible save, and to see the Wales fans who were right behind the net just covering the you know that surrender cobra because right. they're down one nothing at the time, and then Bill gets the penalty kick and just I mean he overpowered them. Yeah, it was a, just a beautiful, absolute beautiful penalty kick. Goal. How about the game ending in a draw early? Did you need to decide? And I hate penalty kicks, but on the other hand, I get why they do it because that's a long game, right? It is, and it's not like there's line change. Or you're not shooting free throws with stoppages, anything like that. Could you put another 15 minutes on there, and then if it's a draw? Well, they, they now I had thought that that um, free time or, or injury time at the end of the game, mm-hmm. I thought it was a max five minutes. Oh no, that that has gone away. Nah, they hung nine yes. and they played actually ten. They did, yeah. That uh, I would like to see more uh, personally, but again, I'm not a soccer aficionado because of that. I. I'm sure somebody with more soccer background yeah. can can make an argument one way or the other. You're right. Declare I, I, a winner. Somebody. A draw is fine in the knockout stage, but put a little more time on there. Mm-hmm. Give it give at least one golden goal, goal 15, 20 minutes, something Start like that. Start taking guys off the field. That's Hockey does it right. You know, they did, and, I've, and I kicked and screamed. Mm-hmm. I did not want this, uh, this change coming to the NHL back, I don't know, maybe 20 years or whatever it was now. Don't ruin the game. What's wrong with that? Blah, blah, blah. You old codger, you were wrong. <laughs> it's way better now. I saw your Jets got a win last night, no Trent, tea. Uh, let me tell you real quick about it, and then we'll move to sports people care about. Okay. Um, what, a, what a hot start for us here <laughs> on a Tuesday, huh? Soccer and hockey, should we mix in horse racing? Hell. You know, cover all our bases. But my squad, the good guys are up 3 Nothing with mm-hmm. five minutes left in the game. Oh, I didn't realize that. And it's a good team, Carolina. I've yeah. got I've got more money on Carol bet on Carolina to win the Stanley Cup than any other team. They're a good team. Five nothing, good guys. Five minutes left. Pull their goalie. Five minutes left. They pulled their goalie. So you make it four nothing. It's over. Yeah, three one. Oh, drop the puck. Three two. Oh no, drop the puck. 
<laughs> off the oh, I've never seen them before in my life, I, and I've watched a ton of hockey. Mm-hmm. That you pull the goalie and they score three times to to to, to tie the game, go to overtime, and you know Jets Jets won in overtime. That would have been an awful day. Um, you know, been an awful loss. The good news is for the team up there, there's no sports talk radio. It folded. I mean, they just it wiped did? everything. Yeah, the whole country wiped up, uh, wiped out their sports talk. Wow. TSN, which is the ESPN equivalent, mm-hmm. they it's been a couple of years now. They just um, everybody came to work one day, and in the middle of the shows, just stopped. Hmm. Done. We're done. We're we're switching format. It's now a comedy channel. A comedy channel. Who wow. listen to co- somebody tell jokes on the radio? I wouldn't. How about your Jets? Second in the division. Trent, right they're they're good. I I'm, what's wrong with the Wild? I don't know. They play. They play the Jets tomorrow. Do they uh, at six? Yeah, in the, in the Twin Cities. Um, they had injuries to start the year. Mm-hmm. Fleury was not great to start the year. Oh, he's awful. Those first couple of games. Terrible. I, I thought they turned a corner, um, but I don't know. I don't know what it is about this team. Hmm. They they got too much talent. They sh- they'll, they'll we'll they'll get to it again down. in April though. Well, yeah, we will. Um, but here's what here's what people say that follow the follow the NHL. The the first real you know we do check marks in yeah. baseball Memorial Day the first check mark is Thanksgiving oh, okay. and if you're not a playoff team or on the cusp of the playoffs at Thanksgiving uh, then your year is probably not going to go your way so so we shall see all right let's get into uh, let's get into basketball from yesterday mm-hmm. I'll get to Iowa and Omaha in a second I'm sorry with Drake I want to want a tournament I have no idea Tarleton um, I know anything about him um, but I know that Drake uh, was uh, victorious in that game and. I'm not sure that the college basketball world is uh, up to speed on Tucker DeVries. I have mm-hmm. a feeling by the time the season ends, more clearly more people will. Mm-hmm. not saying he's going to be a national name, but maybe he should be. Well, it, I saw something last night, and I tweeted it out, retweeted it from the Miller & Condon account. It was a breakdown from Sam Vecini, who we used to have on the radio from time to time and, and have it in years, but college basketball guy does scouting, you know, those kind of things, and really is big in the NBA draft. And he was talking about Tucker DeVries as a next-level prospect and said, this dude's going to play in the league. Hmm. I mean, he That was his breakdown. He had, I think, five, six different clips in the the thread talking about Tucker. The ability off the bounce, we, we know about that. And it's, it's kind of funny. It's things that we obviously know about him, but right. for you know, people like that, people in the NBA draft realm to know about Tucker DeVries and then see him play out and play a Tulsa team. They had a really good kid. Freddie Hicks, I think, was his name. Scored 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of a 6'6 kid that Drake really struggled to defend him. But this Drake team, Tarleton, they're transitioning into D1. They're going to be good. They have some talent on that team. But it's not a great tournament. You know, you would hope for a little bit more. The opportunities, though, for Drake are going to be there. And the Missouri Valley this year is going to be solid once again, mm-hmm. even with the loss of Loyola, the additions that they bring in with Belmont, who's Belmont year after year, you know, they're yep. going to be very good. And this is going to be a team, though, that in order to have an at-large, you're, you can't afford a bad loss in there, right? I mean, you can't afford something here in the non-conference where you're left kind of scratching your head. And you look through here, they got Louisiana coming up next. Okay, Sunbelt team. They've had some success. Then they have two Missouri Valley Conference games. They're going oh, like nice. what we've seen in the past. Good. So, In fact, next Wednesday, they'll take on Indiana State, who's off to a really good start. Where's that game? At the NAP? Uh, that's on the road. On the road, okay. So you will not be making your way to Terry Hope for that one, I don't think. But that's <laughs> next Wednesday. Then they get UIC for their other conference game. They still have Richmond. They still have St. Louis, who's Spiders been in the top 25. Tough. Billikens are good. Mississippi State, they also get, mm-hmm. so they've got an SEC team. So there's opportunities here for this team to to pad that resume. Do they have to be perfect in the non-conference? Probably not, but 
probably can't afford more than one, maybe two losses, and then run through the Missouri Valley Conference play. But this is a really good team, really talented team, and they're still not completely right. Watching the first well, game of this tournament. they got to get some more about it, Brody. Absolutely. And you know, Roman Penn, he talked about it after the game. I was watching the post game after we went final in the first one as he was on with Lehman and company. And uh, he yeah. said... Yeah, Lehman doing the game, huh? Yeah. Nice. Oh, Why wouldn't you? I also saw the pictures with him and his lady. Uh, oh, did you? They're enjoying the festivities on top of it I as they should. blame him a bit. He, uh, Will Drake stay there for a couple of days? I don't... I think they usually come back like the day after the Do they? So yeah. they're coming home to... Yeah. Because they play Saturday. Oh, do they? Yeah, well, against Louisiana. Not, so the Raging Cajuns are coming to town. They're not sticking around. Right. They'll be probably on their way back today. But Roman Penn just talked about you know coaches trying to get me right, not pushing the minutes. And you're playing in a tournament, too, three games in four mm-hmm. days. Good That's point. Important. Good point. This Drake team's going to be good. Sturt's and, double-double yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> How about that dude, right? Yeah. We've been fans since he's been a freshman. Just puts his nose in there, yeah. gets rebounds, undersized. It's between the years that, yeah. that separates him. I mean, he's not the most athletic no. in the floor by any means. Not even close. But uh, 11 boards yesterday, and how did he get? I'm guessing a, a fair number of them by just being in the right spot at the mm-hmm. right time. Yeah. Uh, and he knew where to go when the ball was going to go, and uh, and that's been his that's been his career, quite frankly. Happy to see that for him. All right, let's do Iowa. Unless you want any more on Drake. Well, one quick one. You and I played yesterday. Yeah, they that got was beat, at, right? Yeah. They did. They had a fifteen point lead against a oh, really good no. San Francisco team, and fell apart in that one in the second half. It was nip and tuck back and forth, and San Francisco uh, pulled away to get the win there. But a couple of good things to see this team now playing without Heisey. He's got a broken hand. He's out four to six weeks. It just keeps happening. They're so undersized. I mean, they're not big. They got James Benz out there playing, kid from up in North Iowa. He's like 6'7". They got Anderson, kid from over in Eastern Iowa. He's like 6'5", basically playing power forward for them at times. Mm -hmm. They're very undersized, but against a good San Francisco team, they grinded. Are they going to be good this year? The Panthers are not. This is going to be, I think, a trying season. But Is this a Thursday night St. Louis team? I think that's probably uh, that's the way that they're trending. And remember, we got 12 teams now in the oh, conference. Oh, that's true, So there's going to be yeah. some more games. Yeah. It won't be just Thursday night. It'll be starting during that's the day. That's right. It's changed. Yeah, we'll get a little bit more, though. Uh, Boom Born, though, just such an easy guy to root for, mm-hmm. right? Just watching him out there. Going to be a tough season, I think, for the Panthers. Did but Fife see the floor? He did not. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to this right, year. Right. What a devastating story. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, he was a good player, but just um, long COVID has taken him out. Took him out last year and uh, threatens to do so again this year. All right, Drake. Uh, Drake. Uh, they saved Drake. Let's get to Omaha and Iowa. Uh, and I guess Chris Murray, right? I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. they just he couldn't miss. And he didn't miss for crying out loud. He just kept basket after basket uh, after basket. Um do you see similarities to his brother's start of his season last year when you look at Chris? As far as just dominating box scores? Did you see his quote after the game? It was kind of asked in comparison. He just continues I, I to talk about he's a different guy. I'm, yeah, I'm my own guy. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. And it's got to be frustrating. No, it is it? for sure. I yeah. would, I'd be pissed off too. I, I, Twin brother or not. Yes. Love him to death, which he obviously does or not. And, but we're different. Right. We're different he's, not, not, he's not here now. And he's a little goofier. You, you hear that? He's a little mm-hmm. more fun-loving. Keegan was all business all the time. Chris mm-hmm. is a, a little more fun, and we'll have some fun with different things. He's a better shooter at this point, it feels like. Now, Keegan started knocking down shots at a big-time level as this season And continues on. to do so in, yes, the, in the NBA, by the way. But Chris has always been dubbed as a better shooter. I don't think he has the same kind of inside presence that you saw out of Keegan. Uh-huh. He's more of a perimeter guy, I think a better passer, a more willing passer. Not that Keegan was selfish, but he put his head down to go get a bucket. That's not Chris's personality at this point. They're going to need that 
I think they still need to try to work to get that out of them. But you saw yesterday, they got off to a real slow start. And you go back to the game before against Seton Hall, got off to a slow start. And who was the guy that pulled him out mm-hmm. of it? It was Chris Murray both yep. times. To do that last night, do it without Tony Perkins. Good to see Ulis go out there yep. and get the start. Yep. He ran the team well. A little bit concerning, though, the postgame comments from Fran. Talking about, you know, this wasn't just he turned an ankle, Tony Perkins. And this it, is something, yeah, something's been lingering. It's something you're that has been up. lingering. Yeah. And your head goes a, a multitude uh-huh. of different directions if that's the case. If I was going to hit their apex this year, there is no doubt Tony Perkins has to be in the their next game is who? Clemson? Clemson on Friday, six yeah. o'clock for that one. And then either Cal or TCU. Gotcha. Uh, regardless of what happens, just four teams that'll be down there in Florida in their little mini part of the bracket. But for two winnable games, you know, TCU mm-hmm. was preseason top fifteen. They're not playing. No, well. they're they're off to a terrible start. Had a bad loss yep. this season. Had a one point escape against a bad team. On top of it, feels like you should be undefeated going into the ACC Big Ten Challenge. How about this? Three of their next four know, will be against awesome. the ACC. Yeah, and then you throw in Wisconsin and Iowa uh-huh. State in there. Oh, it's going to be a stretch of uh, uh, appointment television basketball. Uh, it was you know, look, I'm not saying Peyton Sanford has turned the corner after I mean, his shooting woes are legit the last couple of games, mm-hmm. but he had a goose egg going. I mean, he had an over and then finally hit a couple. I think three in a row shots late uh, in 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 the second half of that game yesterday. I hope he builds on it, Trent, because yeah. they need him. And and it's just, I think it's, look, I'm not down on him by any means. I'm not selling zero. I'm selling zero my stock in Peyton Sanford. I, th- I think he's going to have a tremendous Iowa career. He's just going through a little slump right now. And I hope, my point being is, that when those shots fell yesterday late, that, you know, maybe, maybe now that that lid is coming off the proverbial basket. This is not a standard Fran team that he's willing to go 10-11 deep. And because of that... Every single component that you talk about, every one of these pieces, they're ultra-important. For all intents and purposes, there's really a seven-man rotation. It, it was good to see Josh Dix also last night. You know, yeah, shots. you know, I was good to see that. I agree with you. He, uh, you know, he's got smooth delivery. Uh-huh. Looks like he's got a nice jump shot to him, and, and we'll see physically how he's going to be able mm-hmm. to hold up after that leg injury, a broken leg that he had a year ago. But overall, this is really a seven-deep team. So you need all the components working together. You need Sanford doing his part, not mm-hmm. just hitting shots. It, it was also good to see Patrick scored. Patrick can always score. Scoring's not a problem for him. He did other things. He rebounded. He passed the ball. He had some steals. That's what you need out of Patrick McCaffrey. It can't just be go out and get 14 a night. You know he can do that. Go help out in other ways. Yeah, it was the steals that were actually the yes. part the part of his game yesterday that uh, stuck with me the most. And that's what they need out uh-huh. of him. You need to be a statistical stat stuffer. It can't just be the points column. You need more out of Patrick McCaffrey again to unlock this team at its highest level. Rebracha was Rebracha, right? Just <laughs> inside. And Omaha had a couple of big dudes they out did. there. And, they did. And he was out there doing his thing. They should be ready to go into the Duke game undefeated. That's not a stretch. They should be undefeated going into that game. They should win their next three games, I believe, and set up a showdown with Ooh. the Dukies and MSG. That's, um, what night is that? Is it a Tuesday? Is that what it is? Tuesday the what? Please don't be the 6th. F- oh, are you going to be? No, I'll be, I, I land at 5 o'clock. Ah, uh, gotcha. It is the 6th. At what time? 8.30 oh, Central good. Time. Guess where I'm watching that, Trent? Circa? Yes. <laughs> yes, At I book? Yes, I am. You're going to be locked in. Oh, my. What a night that's going to be. All right. Uh, real quick on the NFL from last night. Did you see a team that can compete for a Super Bowl? And obviously, it's not Arizona. They, they're terrible. They're god-awful. Um, 
This Niners team, Garoppolo said that that was their best, most complete game of the year. Christian McCaffrey's made a huge difference in that football team. Mm-hmm. Watching this guy run, um, just just how he, I mean, he's so smooth and he's so quick. He's so strong. I mean, he's that engine uh, that he sits down on. <laughs> that engine uh, helps propel this dude. He's he's a hell of a player, and I'm not telling everybody anything you don't know. But what a difference maker he may make to a team that I think was already, um, you know, a, clearly a Super Bowl threat to begin with. I love watching this team play because they are so different than anything we have in the NFL. What they do offensively with Debo, mm-hmm. with McCaffrey. Throw in a regular running back, if you will, in Mitchell. And just the, diff- the different way that they play it is just, it's something that is completely foreign to what we're kind of used to, a quote-unquote pro-style offense. And I know that's evolved and it's not what it once was. And you know the evolution that we've seen of the NFL in the passing game, certainly. But they're just so different. It's just an entertaining watch, isn't it? Just watching it that really team and, and the way that they play. You're right, McCaffrey really changes this team. Mm-hmm. We both like the 49ers coming into the year. Yeah. It takes them to a completely another level. Are you a believer Garoppolo is coming back? That I'm a believer that he's good enough to take this team as far as they can go. He can do it. Yes. yes. Been to a Super Bowl. Yes. Been to another right. NFC Championship right. game just a year ago. This wasn't his team. This right. was Trey Lance's team. I got him at four, Trey Lance 40 to 1 for the MVP. <laughs> and what, he lost a half or yeah, whatever it yeah. was? Um, yeah, he wins some, he lose more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I think that Garoppolo is every bit as um, um, good enough quarterback to take this team to a Super Bowl. Now, it looks as though the Chiefs are going to be on the other side of the field, and I'm not sure that how, how that's going to turn out, but we'll save that for a later day. But watching this last night, uh, th- this team is loaded. I mean, I would, I, I'm looking forward to you know, watching this team go down the stretch. I think they're every bit as good as the Eagles. I still think the Vikings, well, a wonderful story, and everybody that bet they're over nine and a half are going to cash their tickets and do so with plenty of season left. Um, the Cowboys, I guess, get your attention in some respects. I don't believe in Tampa Bay. The Commanders, are their arrow is pointing up. I'll say that about the Commanders. There's, some, there's things to like about this Washington team. I don't think they're on the Eagles slash Niners level at this time. San Francisco now has three straight games at home. Saints this weekend. Win. Home for the Dolphins. Fun good, game. Good game. And then home for the Bucks. It's not easy. Nope. And even New Orleans is inconsistent, but mm-hmm. can play well. Mm-hmm. But you get three at home. A roadie at Seattle. All right, that'll be tough. That'll be good. Home for the Commanders. Oh. Play a positioning on yeah. the line. And then they wrap up at the Raiders and home for the Cardinals. I mean... Yeah, a couple of wins right there. Now, they already have four losses. But they get to 12-5. and five. That wins the division. Oh, yeah. It absolutely wins the division. Where are the Eagles when we get through this? Where are the Vikings when we get through this? Where are the Cowboys when we get through this? Is there a real possibility that the 49ers still could even get the one? I don't think the one, but the two? Uh, yeah. Get maybe. that last team in, and we've mm-hmm. seen the last couple of years, that seven mm-hmm. seed, they are not a good team. The what team are they, the, you know what? Before we do that, what do the Eagles have left? Do you have that? In fact, you know what? I've I do. got it. Uh, Packers this week mm-hmm. at, in Philly. At home. At home. Titans at home. Tough. tough. At Giants. Not easy. Not easy. At Bears. Win. The, 
Yeah, but depending on fields. No, they can not easy. Fields can give you trouble. Uh, at Cowboys, so they got back to back to back roadies. Giants, Bears, Cowboys, and a short week for that Cowboys game is that's a Christmas Eve game on Saturday. Beautiful. Then home to the Saints, home to the Giants. Stand. That's not an easy schedule. No, it's not. It's not. Um, There's a few more losses. There, in there are probably three, maybe two or three losses left yeah. in here. So the Packers and the Eagles are Sunday night football this weekend. So our weekend is going to uh, culminate with a Packers-Eagles game. You know, when the schedule came out, I could see why they put it there. Absolutely. That made a lot of sense. I mean, you want Aaron Rodgers every chance you get, but you don't want this Aaron Rodgers. And what would you flex out of? Well, I don't know what the schedule is. Well, hang on a second. It's not good. Isn't it? When we get to Sunday. You're not flexing. I mean, the ones that would even possibly make sense would be Cincinnati-Tennessee. Yeah. Two smaller markets, though. Probably not going to flex away from the Packers and the Eagles for that. Rams-Chiefs, but the Rams are a disaster. They're terrible. And they already flexed with the Chiefs. I don't know Mm -hmm. if they can do that again and use them for a second time. No, because the Chiefs Chiefs still have one more to go, and they're maxed out. They they either go to Denver... No, they go to Denver second weekend in December on primetime on on, uh, NBC. Bucks-Browns? Bucks? No. No. So you keep the game there. No, it's the right it's, game. It's still going to rate. It's the right game. Yeah. You're going to keep it there. Still Aaron Rodgers. And mm-hmm. even in a bad season, people are still, I think, interested in just watching this team. Right? Trent, this weekend's a stinker. Basically, well, I guess why, you know, uh, look, we get a really good slate on Thursday. Yes. I mean, that's a hell of a slate. There are three compelling games. No question. How often do we get three compelling games? Well, look, Detroit can give, I th- look, Detroit won, has won three straight. Buffalo, here's what I'm hoping for Buffalo. And I swore to myself, I'm not betting any more on this team. Uh-oh. I'm betting more on this team. Because you know why? I think the number's about to... It's it's going to tick up a little bit. They were down... They were as low as three, 325, something like that. Mm-hmm. What are they now? Are they up to five? Are they five and a half to win? Well, Plus uh, 550? Let me find it here. I got pull up my DraftKings. I can't log in right now. We'll get to that a little oh, bit yeah, later. You were one of the... I was oof. one of the people that got hit. On that one. All right. Team Futures to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs plus 450. Bills also plus 450. Still 450. Yeah. Not a good enough price for me. No, I've got enough. Yeah. If I, I need six or six and a half to, if, if I'm going to invest more. Those 49ers now seven to one. I'm just loaded on them, baby. <laughs> I've got Chargers and Niners out the yin-yang. If now. we get a uh, renewal of the old Harbaugh Bowl from a couple of years ago, mm. Ravens 49ers. That would work, too. Oh, you're going to get a pretty, well, it won't be a Christmas present. You'll, you'll get something good in your stocking, though. And I'll give it figure. right back to you because I got you, you convinced me on the Ravens yeah. and, I, uh, and I opted in. Anyways, we'll take our first time out. We'll talk Big 12 with Derek. Duke from Heartland College Sports. Uh, when we come back in hour number two, we will start it with David Kaplan. Cappy's given up TV. Did you see that announcement no, from I the didn't. weekend? Yeah, he's oh. uh, his last day on TV is um, the end of December, and he didn't let on what he's going to do. You know what he's going to do? You know those recaps? Yes. That have become more popular? Recaps all the White Sox, all the Cubs, all the Bears game on his YouTube channel. I'm thinking he's going to become a YouTuber. Aha. Uh-huh. I don't know how you make money at it. Uh, it's some kind of algorithm. I do it with my podcast, and it makes money. I don't know how. but So you, do you get you get paid for mm-hmm. doing Do you really? Yeah. And it's all based on hits? Yeah, basically once you get past 1,000 subscribers. So who pays you? YouTube. Really? Yeah. And it's something with their commercial algorithm, and once you get it past a certain number of subscribers, you hit one benchmark and you get money, and uh-huh. then you get a little bit more the higher you go. 
I'm gonna guess Cap, you'll have a few more people than I do. So you're not you're you're not tell, you're not sitting here telling me that your radio career is coming to an end because you just I mean, <laughs> making so much money on these podcasts on YouTube. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Okay. Well, that's good because I need you. It's eleven yeah. thirty. I'm so not going anywhere. Don't good worry. deal. Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point six ninety three. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent. Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO here with you uh, until 1 o'clock. Murph and Andy after that, then the KXNO drive from 3 until 6. They take you home. Uh, let's get to Derek Duke. He covers the Big 12 uh, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Down the stretch we come. TCU and Iowa State this week. TCU survives again. Derek, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. As always, we appreciate uh, you doing this for us, and we certainly are, are big fans of your website, Heartland College Sports. TCU, hair on fire. I don't know how they keep doing it, but uh, here we go again. Uh, before long uh, people are going to realize that maybe there's something to this team after all they are 11 and 0 uh, but this last win against Baylor uh, that maybe takes the cake right hair on fire getting the field goal team out on the field and wouldn't you know it splits the sticks absolutely they're the cardiac frogs for a reason that you know everybody keeps doubting them seems like each and every week and the national media kind of showed them some disrespect even the college football playoff committee at first but at some point they like, keep winning these football games you know, everything else kind of doesn't really matter as long as they keep taking care of business on the football field. And that's just what they keep doing. They keep winning games. They keep finding – the thing is they keep finding ways to win games in the most unconventional ways. You know, they haven't been dominant in really in many of these games. But like in the Baylor game, you know, they were down by eight points late in that ball game. Uh, were able to score a touchdown, fail to get the two-point conversion, defense gets stopped, and then, you know, at the end there, they're able to run on the field goal unit team with like eight seconds left. And then, you know, Griffin Kell drills like a 40 yard field goal to win the game. So, you know, there's just so many things with PCU that sets up with them with the coach Sonny Dykes. He's done a great job with that team. They've got the number one scoring offense in the Big 12. They're, they have a top five defense in the conference. The trio of Max Duggan, Kendra Miller, and Quentin Johnson mm-hmm. have been huge for them. And speaking of Max Duggan, I mean, at some point, he's got to get in the Heisman yes. conversation. You know, he keeps he keeps playing well. He keeps winning football games. At some point, people need to realize that maybe he belongs to New York City at the Heisman ceremony. And now they're 11 and 0. They're the first Big 12 team in the college football playoff era to start 11 and 0 in the season. You know, they could be on their way to the college football playoff if they win two more games. Max Duggan, 26 touchdowns against just three interceptions. He'll go over 3,000 yards passing this week. He's also run for five touchdowns this year. The drive to set up that game-winning field goal a week ago, it feels like he's checking all the boxes. Is it as simple as it's TCU? Is that why the buzz isn't there for it? Why isn't it? Or if he was at Texas right now, if he was at Oklahoma having the same season, he'd probably be the front runner, right? You just you hit it right on the head there. As much as I hate to say it, and, and I hate saying this, that hmm. if you don't have a, a Longhorn, Longhorn logo on your helmet <laughs> or an OU logo on your helmet, you're not going to get the respect in the Big 12 that you probably should get because you don't have those logos on your helmet. That's I hate saying it, but that's just the reality of what it is. That's the human element of college football, the playoff committee. It, it factors into a lot of these decisions. But, you know, if we keep talking about TCU nationally, on a national level, being ranked in that top four, I think maybe that's when people start realizing, hey, this is a good football team. But uh, if you've slept on them before, you know, in prior weeks of the season, you know, now it's not the time anymore. Now 
you definitely got to buy into the football team. Uh, let me ask about a couple of teams that really got off to great starts that seemingly have uh, have gone the wrong way lately. I mean, Kansas was five and zero at one point. Oklahoma State, I think they were also. Were they not five and zero or six and zero before TC? Whatever they were off to a uh, terrific start in their own right. Uh, yes, uh, Oklahoma State found a way to stop the streak against Iowa State a couple of weeks ago. Spencer Sanders comes in in the second half. Uh, they got blown out. I mean, it's twenty eight nothing after fifteen minutes in Bedlam the other day. Kansas and Oklahoma State. What's behind their uh, late season struggles? Do you think, Derek? I think with Kansas, it's as simple as defense. The effort there on defense has been a concern for me all year long, even going back into the uh, the non-conference games, even with Houston. You go back as far as you know the week one of the season. For me, Kansas, they have the offense to do it. Jason Bean's been a serviceable back- backup. He's, he's able to run the ball really well. Jalen Daniels, you know, before he got hurt, we were talking about him possibly being in the Heisman conversation when they were off to a 5-0 start. So for me, it's all about their defense. They've had one of the worst run defenses in all of college football. You know, two weeks ago, they gave up 250 rushing yards to Texas Tech. And then last weekend, you saw them give 427 yards on the ground to Texas. So it doesn't really matter what you do offensively. If you can't stop the run, uh, you're going to be in big, big trouble. For Oklahoma State, it's kind of been just a mix of things. For me, offensively, they've had a lot of injuries at wide receiver and offensive line. They haven't done a great job in the run game. They haven't got any push up front. So, Without that run game, it's putting a ton of pressure on the quarterbacks and Spencer Sanders. His health's been an issue over the last few weeks. They've had to get, you know, Garrett Rangel and Gunnar Gundy, Mike Gundy's son, as to get some starts in there, and it just has not worked out. Uh, you know, they're, they're just true freshmen for the most part, so they don't really know what they're doing yet. And when you play teams like Kansas and Kansas State that are pretty good football teams, uh, bad things are going to really happen for you. Defensively for Oklahoma State, they've also kind of been injured up front uh, with their defensive line, which has been a key part of their defense. They've just been inconsistent on, on defense under Derek Mason in year one. So for me, there's just kind of a mix of things that, that aren't really going right for Oklahoma State. I think the talent's still probably there, but they're just really too injured right now and too inconsistent on both sides of the ball to get things done. And like I said, the, Spencer, the health of Spencer Sanders has really been key uh, for this football team. Texas has got back to a competent level. Still not where, of course, Longhorn fans want them to be. They beat Baylor this weekend. They'll be 8-4. and four. It's okay. But my question is about Quinn Ewers. Even last week in the dominating performance against Kansas, numbers weren't great. Had a couple of disastrous performances this year against TCU and Kansas State. And oh, by the way, here comes Arch Manning. <laughs> First of all, is Arch coming in for the spring? And, and secondly... Quinn Ewers, I mean, how much of a stranglehold does he have on the job, or is it going to be a real open competition with Arch having a real chance of taking that and running with it? You know, after the first few games, you know, he was injured there in the Alabama game, but when he came back against Oklahoma and they had that big 49 and nothing win over the Sooners, I mean, I thought he was, okay, this has got, this is it, this is going to be it for him. He's going to make that final push towards the end of the season. And really, he just hasn't been the same guy mm-hmm. since October. I mean, he's missing a ton of throws. He does a lot of, he overthrows the ball a lot. I don't think he can necessarily, the mechanics are there. He doesn't get his feet set all that well. So for me, I think there's some little issues that he's going to need to work out uh, on. I think the arm talent is absolutely there. I had the pleasure of seeing him play in high school. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen when it comes to throwing the football. I just don't think all the, maybe the mechanics are there and the footwork are there. So for me, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because, you know, over the last five or six games, he really hasn't played that well, and I'd be curious to see what this offense would look like if they didn't have Bajon Robinson to lean on mm. in the run game because Bajon has been 
pretty much their entire offense for the last five or six weeks now. He's at least the Big 12 in rushing, get over 1,400 yards on the ground, also has 16 rushing touchdowns on the year. So he's been a big part of their offense, whether it's through the air or on the ground. So without him, I'm not sure where they'd be. And the effects of Quinn Ewers being so inconsistent is you have a guy like Xavier Worthy, who should be a first-team All-Big 12 caliber guy. He really hasn't had those numbers that he had last season uh, because of the you know inconsistencies at quarterback. So for me, it, it's going to be very interesting when Arch comes in. I believe he is coming in during the spring. So I think you know you have a case for a legitimate uh, open competition there in the spring. Uh, without Xavier Hutchinson, I'm not sure where Iowa State would be offensively this year. He's had a terrific year. Hunter Decker's thrown for a pile of yards, but man, Xavier Hutchinson, what a swan song for him, and what will uh, go down as you know one of the most disappointing years for in Iowa State football in, in some time. Yeah, and. It was kind of tough seeing him because I know it was senior night uh, the other night, uh, last Saturday, and this the crowd. You know, the crowd while it was, it was still pretty rowdy. There wasn't a whole lot of people there due to the weather and the record. So it was kind of disappointing to see that a little bit. But you know, you talked about Hutchinson, what he's done over the last three years at Iowa State, all-time receptions leader. So he's been just a revelation at receiver. He's the best, one of the best JUCO wide receivers I could think of in the, in the last few years. So. He's been a big part of them, unfortunately. Uh, you mentioned Hunter Decker throwing for a lot of yards. Unfortunately, it really hasn't created a lot of touchdowns. Um, just that Iowa State offense has just been an eyesore to watch over the last few weeks. They've got the worst run offense for the 12. They're 119th nationally in rushing offense. Uh, for me, there's so many problems with Iowa State's offense up front. Uh, they're getting no push up front. There's no run game that's not helping out Hunter Decker. So there's so many things on that Iowa State offense uh, that really, really need to be worked on in the top season. Uh, Derek, your phone has gone bad. Uh, well, just just stopped for a second at, at the end of your answer. So uh, re- real quick, who, who do you think that um, um, TCU is going to end up playing? Is, is, isn't K-State in the driver's seat? Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be Kansas State. I think they're going to take care of business against Kansas uh, this Saturday. So I definitely think Kansas State and TCU are going to be meeting up once again. And it's going to be a hell of a rematch because now uh, Will Howard's got some more experience. Yeah. Himself, so it's going to be definitely a fun one in Arlington. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, Derek Duke. Heartland College Sports. Thanks for doing this, Derek. Sure appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Derek Duke. What happened? A dr- driving underwater, I think, is what it I've was. never. I don't think we've experienced <laughs> no, that kind of uh, s- cell phone new. snafu. Um, but uh, I can't help it. Anyways, I had one more. I will throw this at you. Okay, Neil Brown at West Virginia. Yeah, he's done. Who do they hire? Where do they go? Rich Rod. See, I've heard. I know that's been thrown out there. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be awesome. Yeah, full circle. Okay. Yeah, it absolutely. ended poorly initially. It did. It did. Go home. Yep. Complete it. Yep. Get that program. Been a long. Back. It's, it's not like it's just been you know a couple of years since he's been there. There's right. been a couple of stops. Yes. Um. Yeah. Go get him. That'd be great. It, I think it would be too. I think it'd be good for the league. League's gonna be fun mm-hmm. next year. All of these teams coming in. When are we gonna get the, a schedule? Well, we got to find out officially what's happening with Oklahoma and Texas before you get a I schedule. Keep thinking that they're gonna be here, and I don't see how it's possible that they're going to be here. But I think they're gonna be here. They are for another year uh-huh. at minimum. So who will the league match up Iowa State with? Oh, who's going to be their... Who's their, air quote, you know, force rival? BYU? May I guess probably, right? Because West Virginia is they Cincinnati. Gotta take, yeah, they've got to take Cincy. Who goes with Central Florida? Houston? 
That doesn't make sense. No, there's gotta no. I don't think so. I think the, um, I think the Texas schools would take care of themselves, wouldn't they? So if we lose one, and we still got one, two, three. There'll be four Texas schools, right? So they take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma State is going to be who? Is that Central Florida's? Or do you put Iowa State, Oklahoma State? Now, see, I'd rather see that. And you have UCF play BYU. Yeah. Make that a rivalry. Right. Make up a trophy. Go back to the Big 8. But yes. Keep them. Yeah, that, that's what I would like to see. What will we see? <laughs> that is something different, right? Mm-hmm. Well, seemingly the, 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 the league tried to um, make more out of West Virginia and Iowa State mm-hmm. to begin with, those Black Friday games. Never clicked. No, it didn't. It didn't. I mean, the only thing I remember about that is Paul Rhodes' hard hat, <laughs> the hard at, the, hat. at the end of the season. Oh, at, the end of, at the end of his Iowa it State was, tenure. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we'll take our final time out of the hour. Miller and Condon, we're on Des Moines Sports Station. It's 106.3. And dot com. Condon, welcome back. Final couple of minutes here of our number one. Speaking of final, it is the final night of Maction. It goes so fast, does it not? Mm-hmm. Maction starts, and then boom, a couple of weeks later, it's over. Conference USA is going to play during the middle of the week next year. Try and take a page out of Maction's book. It's a good game tonight. Ohio Bowling Green, a lot of on the line in the east of the MAC. Um, I know that you're going to make your picks coming up about an hour from now. Are you dabbling? No, not Maction's over. Maction's over. But I had so, a good run of Maction here uh, throughout these last couple of weeks, and now my handicapping has been college hoops, a lot of college basketball, a lot to sift through, and then the night after night process on top of it mm-hmm. makes it difficult. All right, back to handicapping again. Kind of what you did, what you saw the night before. I was up late last night watching the conclusion of Cincinnati against Arizona. What time did that end? One. Got a backdoor cover, so thank you to the Bearcats <laughs> nice. for that one. And uh, then woke up this morning trying to get into my DraftKings account, and it was locked out. And I opened my email, and I have five different emails for deposits. From DraftKings? At 4 in the morning, and 4.10 in the morning, and 4.11, and 4.12, So, and so help, help us out here. So yeah. somebody's depositing money in your DraftKings account. Depositing it because my bank account is linked up with it. Uh-huh. And then I would guess then they try to withdraw the money. The so as opposed to going through your bank, where there's a lot more safeguards, they have money put into a DraftKings account. That's how it works. And then they try to withdraw. I gotcha. So got the payment stopped with the bank this morning, as you heard me on hold. Mm-hmm. Got that done. And, and this has affected a ton of their yes. customers. And it's not just them. There's a couple of others. FanDuel, BetMGM, uh, two of the other major ones that have been involved with this. So... No, it's very simple for me. I'll just do everything on Circa and make it <laughs> yeah, a so lot Yeah, so far easier. so good. So far so good on that front. But yeah, very frustrating. And Well, even more frustrating. I mean, if you bet on sports, this is a pretty big week. It absolutely right? is. Thankfully, our friends at Circa got me covered. So yeah, all the bets today have gone huh. through that. And uh, that's the way we go. But So what did you have to do? You had to call your bank and, and, and cancel the transactions. Cancel that. Can you get into your DraftKings account now Not to check right if now. the money's come out? Not right now. So I am still waiting. In fact, just during the last commercial break, I sent another email. Hey. They've got to be inundated. 
Where are we in this process? I would like to know. I'd like to see what's in my account right mm-hmm. now, what's going on, and what hit last night. Because I hadn't opened up the app. And so you played was, on DraftKings last night. I did, yeah. I had a couple of plays on there last night and want to see everything that is in there. I've been really hot lately. Got a little more money in my account than normal. <laughs> want to make sure it's all still there. Uh-huh. Now, is Tara aware of that? No. Okay, good. No, that's fun money. That's right. That's fun money. That's well, I, I mean, I, I don't go to the bars anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm not out on Friday and Saturday nights. Now you hung around yesterday. You looked well, like you were sure. in your element yesterday. And I was done by 3.15. But, right. you know, in, in a day like that where, all right, you got money, you're excited, you got everything going on, and just to be locked out, it, it was a frustrating morning. And on top of my garage doors broke, too. Yeah, you got a garage door guy? Yeah, I um, just the, the chains. Overhead door uh-huh. or whatever it is, they're good. They come out, they replace the spring. I don't know what it costs, but needs anyways, to be done at my house too. What a morning, huh? Indeed, it is. Thank God it's over in thirty seconds. Uh, that's true, Trent. I can hear the music playing. Hour two coming up next. We'll head to Florida, catch up with Cappy to kick it off, and then Stephen M. Sipple at the bottom of the hour. He's right now in the midst of Nebraska press conferences. We'll see what comes out of that. Preview Nebraska Iowa. Hour two, Miller and Con the next. <laughs>